Good morning. And here we are in the last Sunday of our theme for the month, Cosmic Connections. Cosmic Connections. We've been talking about how we're all interconnected right from the beginning of the month. And today's talk is From My Heart to Yours. Um, David Haight uh, said this. He said, God accomplishes its purposes heart to heart. And I really believe that. And I love that expression, from my heart to yours. I say it a lot on the uplift. I know it. But it's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorite sayings. And, and it's all about energy, really. It's about sharing you know, energy. It's about just sending out all of those loving feelings. And, you know, there was an article written in the October uh, Science of Mind magazine, 1946. And Ernest Holmes said this. He said, the heart, of course, refers to the center of our being. It means the innermost part of us, the place where the active principle of life resides. And so that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about this energy. We know that we are all just energy, right? I mean, everything is just energy. There's nothing else but energy. So heart energy is just a part of us. It is just, a, you know, it's just part of all of life as well as us. And so remember, remember, I guess back in, was it high school physics maybe, <laughs> when we learned all about energy? There's only two types of energy, there's potential energy and kinetic energy, right? But, but there is so many different kinds of energy that falls under those two categories. We have electrical energy and chemical energy, thermal energy. There is gravitational energy. There's nuclear energy. There's radiant energy. There's all kinds of energy. But, but behind all of it right, how many different descriptors we can have for it, it still only falls into two categories, potential or kinetic, kinetic, and it's still only one thing. It's still energy. It's different ways of explaining how, the, how energy operates in the world, but it's still only one thing. It's energy. We are that. Everything about us is just energy. We can, everything in the entire universe can, just comes down to this one thing, energy in form or out of form. That is all it is. We are energy. We are waves of energy that we give off. We, we just exist in this energetic, in this one field of interconnected energy. And we know it's true. It's like, um, you know, you can have an, uh, an electroencephalogram, right? What does it measure? It measures energy, energy waves from the brain. Electrocardiogram, the same thing. It measures electrical energy waves that come from the heart. And what do we know about energy? It can neither be created nor destroyed. All it can do is change form. It only transforms. That's what it does. And that's why we know spirit is the same. It is one in the same. Because we know the same thing about spirit. It can neither be created nor destroyed. All it does is inhabit form and abandon form all the time. All it does is change. And so we are that. Just think of, think of yourself as just this ball of energy. You're just this ball of, of you know, potential energy. That's it. Your energy in form. And transformation occurs as we change that energy from one type of energy to another because that's all we are. We are energy. We send energy. We receive energy like little radio stations, right? We convert 
energy, that's what we are. Right down to the subatomic particles of our bodies. We are simply the energy of potential put into motion that then becomes actualized. So when I say, from my heart to yours, I'm sending love, I'm sending heart energy, right? From my energetic to yours. And, and really, honestly, I know that I'm not like sending it through the airwaves anyway, because everything is energy. Everything is energy. So all I'm doing really is acknowledging that we are one. It is really about we are one. We are interconnected. These are the cosmic connections that we're talking about. You know how it is. You know how when you're sitting in a car and you're sitting at a red light, right? And all of a sudden you kind of like, you look over at the car next to you and you know they're looking at you, right? You look over and you're like, and then you snap your head back because they're already looking at you. You know it. You feel it. That's why you looked over there to begin with. Because we are all interconnected, right? We are all, all interconnected. You know when you meet someone for the first time, but you feel like you've known them for years, right? This idea that, oh, we go way back. No, we don't. We just met. But there is that instant connection because of the energy, because we're all immersed in the energy that connects all of us. And we cannot sever those connections. We can ignore them, but we cannot sever them. But we do a good job of ignoring them sometimes, don't we? We can walk down the street and see someone, you know, sitting, sitting on the ground experiencing homelessness and kind of just like dismiss it or, or think, you know, just get a job, why don't you? You know, it's like we can separate ourselves out from this interconnectedness of all lives. In our minds, we can separate ourselves out, but we can never be separate from it. Right? We are interconnected. We can choose to ignore that. We can choose to ignore the conditions and think we're, that that somehow doesn't affect us. But it does, because we are, we are all connected, right? Oh, you hear what happened to Pete? No, it's none of my business. But we are all interconnected. We are all interconnected. You see somebody on the street struggling with packages, and you can just walk on by and just not even, not even bother to help because it has nothing to do with you, right? But it does. We are all interconnected. We can ignore the connections, but they exist. We are one. We absolutely are. From an energetic standpoint, there is only energy, and we are all it. You know, Hafiz said this. He said, only heart to heart can speak the bliss of mystic knowers. And of course, that's who we are. We're on this spiritual path. We are those mystic knowers. So I know, I know from my heart to yours, from your heart to mine, from your heart to someone else's, across the yard, across the miles, across the globe, around the world, we are all interconnected. There is only one energy of spirit. There is only one energy, and it connects all things. We are bound up in this one life. In this visible and invisible realm, there is only the one, which is the source and supply of all things. One manifests itself into the many without being absorbed by its creations, without running out of energy, because it is eternal. The one is eternal. And the interconnectedness of all life is a scientific certainty 
right? Science is caught up with, with scripture. Science is caught up with the mystics. From quantum mechanics to sacred scripture, we are all understanding and acknowledging that all life is interconnected wholeness, right? From, the, from all the way to the, to the, the farthest parts of, of the absolute universe that we know of. You know, the universe, there's no end to it. It just keeps going. But as far as we can look out into the universe, we still know that too is just energy. And we are all part of it. Just like parts of our body are complete within themselves, but are connected to the rest of the body, right? There is an integrity in your organs. Like the heart is a complete organ in and of itself, but it's connected to all the other organs in your body. The, the organs have their own integrity, and yet they are interconnected with all the other organs and all the other organ systems for the health of the entire organism. And the same could be said about the universe. All of this energy is, is, has its own integrity. All the planets have their own integrity, the stars, the solar systems, the galaxies. And yet, they are all interconnected for an, uh, an undivided, indivisive wholeness. And, you know, we've seen this idea of energy just extending, you know, around us and farther from us than our bodies. Our own energy radiates out around us, right? Look at, remember about the... Um, can't remember the name of the organization. Oh, um, HeartMath. Remember HeartMath, right? That company. They have been exploring this for like the last 25 years. The idea that the energy of your heart extends out beyond your body. It's like, it's like walking around with a big old donut around you, you know, or maybe a life preserver. I don't know. But this energy that extends from our bodies outward, right? And, and this work that they've been doing for the last 25 years... They discovered and they keep experimenting with this heart intelligence, right? The, the heart's intellectual intelligence and connection with the brain. And we know this is real. We know that this energy is quantifiable and they've been doing experiments with it. You know, this research in heart coherence, how um, the heart informs the brain how when a group of us sit together in the same room that our heart beats, we'll begin to beat in rhythm. We sync up with each other when we are in the same room. We know that this energy is the energy of connection. Dr. Armour in 1991 discovered the heart's little brain. I love the way he called it that. The heart's little brain, or the intrinsic cardiac nervous system an intrinsic cardiac nervous system. He called it the heart-brain. It is composed of approximately 40,000 neurons. And they're exactly like the neurons in our brain, which means that the heart has its own nervous system, has its own little brain. And in fact, the heart sends more information via these neurons to the brain than the brain sends to the heart. So these 40,000 sensory neurons sending information to the brain all the time, then it enables the heart to even make independent decisions bypassing the cerebral cortex of the brain. So the heart, the heart leads us to, to independent decisions. Brain's not even involved. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> I think it's a wonderful thing. And James Baldwin said this. He said, be careful 
what you set your heart upon, for it will surely be yours. I love that. Be careful what you set your heart upon. It will surely be yours. So neurons inside the heart send information to the brain daily, minute by minute, hour by hour, and, and to various parts of the brain, the cortex, the thalamus, the, the amygdala, the medulla, and each one of those, those parts just are responsible for other things. So the heart is sending information to our thinking centers, to our emotional centers, to, to our you know, autonomic nervous systems. The heart has an elect, uh, electromagnetic field 5,000 times more powerful than the brain. So the heart sends more info to the brain than it is receiving. And, you know, we have to remember that when we go to prayer, right? That it is not a pursuit of the intellect alone. We are practicing the science of mind and spirit. And, in fact, that is what Ernest Holmes called it in the beginning. And then they kind of dropped the end spirit part, and they just called it the science of mind. But... We are practicing the science of mind and spirit. We have to acknowledge the feeling side of this, the emotional, the, the heart energy of this faith philosophy of ours. And Ernest Holmes, in, in an Asilomar talk back in 1958, he said this. He said, let's go over this briefly because we're thinking out some propositions which after we think out of the intellect, we must feel from the heart. So he had this, uh, this knowledge, right, that it's more than the intellect, it's the heart. So he goes on to say this, Emerson said to let the intellect alone, the heart knows. And when that divine moment comes, leave all your theories as Joseph left his coat in the hands of the harlot and flee. It's not about our brain. It's not our willing, and it's not our willpower, but it's about the feeling that the heart brings to our prayer work, to our meditative work. You know, I think, I think sometimes dropping the end spirit on our textbook and on our, on our faith philosophy sort of did us, did us a, a little bit of a disservice to, um, to new thought philosophies because it really sort of dropped the feeling level as almost like an afterthought, you know, and it started folks down the road of pursuing a purely mental practice as if this faith philosophy of ours was purely a mental science or a mental practice, and we know it's more than that. We know it is, it is grace that gets us the rest of the way. We know it is a feeling thing. It's an emotional thing. We will never get there by pure intellect. We get that full transformation when love leads, when love leads, and then the law takes over from there. And Joel Goldsmith, in that, that newest book that we're doing, the book study on the government of Eden, fabulous book, but anyway, he says this, Scripture tells us love is the fulfilling of the law. And in that way, of course, Ernest Holmes is absolutely on the same page, right? Love points the way, law makes the way possible. So Goldsmith says this, Scripture tells us that love is the fulfilling of the law, so do not try to get the law to operate in the absence of love. And love means forgiveness. Love means forbearance. Love means 
to be inwardly clean, clean of hate, jealousy, envy, envy, malice, greed, of all of these negative qualities. So this goes back to the biblical teaching, doesn't it? Of like, if you're going to the altar with your prayer, don't even bother. If you're holding something in your heart against your brother or someone or a neighbor, right? Don't even bother leaving your gift at the altar because it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And this is what Ernest Holmes was saying. And this is what Joel Goldsmith is saying. It's not going to work. If you are holding your heart hard against anyone, don't expect personal transformation, don't expect personal manifestation or demonstration of your desires, of your prayer work, because, because they, they, you cannot work in conflict with the heart. This is why Ernest Holmes said, love points the way. Love points the way, always. Love is the self-givingness, right, of spirit to its own creations. And law is that aspect, what did Ernest Holmes call it, the universal subjective mind. The law is the universal subject of mind, has no thought of its own, has no volition of its own, does not judge, does not care, does not think. All the law does is make, make manifest. It goes to work out picturing what is placed into it by love. But it must be generated by love. We need both for this permanent transformation that we call demonstration, right? Answered prayer. Ernest Holmes gave a talk, The Pure in Heart, and he said this, We can mumble all the prayers in the world, but unless they come from the heart, they will not ascend beyond the intellect. Yeah, there is no permanent healing without love, without forgiveness, without all of the, the things that Joel Goldsmith said as well, without us working through all of our resistance, all of our thoughts of error, all of those negative qualities. We cannot even hope for a permanent transformation. So when I say from my heart to yours, it's exactly what I mean. I'm recognizing this universal energy, which is love. It is the only truth of us. You know, we say core concept, one God is all there is, and then what do we say? God is love. And if that is true, that means everything is love. Then we are guided and directed by love. Love is our, our, our guiding light. It should be the only motivation in our lives. There was a wonderful article written, uh, Comfort for This Hour, written by Ernest Holmes. It was in the spring of 1945. And he says this, Only the heart knows that which the intellect cannot explain. Somehow or the other, through this conscious communion with the invisible, in a way which the intellect knows not, by a path which rationalization cannot arrive at, and a goal which logic and reason cannot guarantee, the heart knows. We must let the heart Teach the intellect until it too comes to see that God is all in all, over all and through all, encompassing the past, the present, and the future. The heart knows that life is ongoing and ever unfolding, that evolution is the way of all nature. Sending you love, my dear ones, from my heart to yours. Thank you.